A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. We have all seen the video from this past Saturday at Michigan Stadium. The fight in the hallways in which it was a really ugly scene between Michigan State and Michigan players. A lot of suspensions have been handed down from this, and pretty much everybody in the country is talking about what happened this past Saturday. I want to start off just by getting your reaction to what you saw in those videos. Well, Duff, to be honest with you, it was appalling uh, to see guys actually behave in that manner after a nationally televised football game. I blame the coaches. I, I, I seriously do because I think in that instance, you have to, again, prepare your players for what the stage that they're about to take. You know, uh, I, I honestly think that that's an easy fix, you know, where you got teams going in one tunnel. It's not uncommon in stadiums around the country, you know, but you don't send teams up a tunnel together. I mean, young men that age, things are bound to get out of hand and out of control. Uh, the coaching staff, you know, that's just another thing that you have to add to your your responsibility role. You know, you've got to make sure that you got people in place to make sure that your players are in, in a gathering together and going down that tunnel together and not separating. You know, in an instance like that, anything can happen. Now you've got parents involved. You've got uh, police involved. You've got uh, uh college people involved in terms of this thing is you don't know where this is going to head and and the bottom line is someone could have gotten seriously hurt what do you think jim harbaugh and mel tucker should have done differently in this instance and what do you make of the job that they've done moving forward well you got to discuss those things with your team those things can and will happen one of the things I think that you can do in that instance is you have to prepare your guys at or near the end of the game. You need to call your teams over, whether it be your special, your assistants, so forth and so on, to say, look, guys, it's nearing the end of the game. We're ahead by two scores. Things are bound to get out of hand out there on that field. You have to be aware of players saying things to you, trying to bait you into situations and get you basically tossed out of a game. Now, in high school, college ball, I think it's the same thing. You get tossed out of a game, that follows the next week after. So in, in college sports, for example, that's magnified when you lose a star player because of something that happened on the field with two minutes left in the game. Just looking at the situation right now, do you feel like they're handling things the right way or do you feel like more needs to be done in order to prevent anything from happening in future games? Well, I think that's obvious. I mean, you know, you send guys, these still these are still kids. And you send these guys up to tell them, you would think that at least a captain or somebody on that field is an extension of you, the coach. You know, that should be able to say, guys, look, 
We got to get up this tunnel, get into the locker room. Let's take care of our business. Let's get on the bus and go home. You know, I, I think, again, you have to cover those things uh, before the game, during the game, and near the end of the game. You have to make sure this, this resonates with your players so that they know, look, I know this, these things can happen, they can get out of hand, and they can escalate quickly. That could have gotten ugly, you know. And, and I think, as I said, now they're doing damage control in terms of everybody is saying the right things, doing the right things. The, the worst thing I think came out of this is that you're going to see suspensions handed down, and in some instances you might even say some scholarships taken away. That's a bad, that's a bad omen there. You know, in some of the videos that we've seen, they're pretty ugly. You've got one kid swinging a helmet at another kid who didn't have a helmet on. And then you've got a situation where it's 10 on one where guys are swinging at a guy who's not wearing a helmet. And you also have other guys from Michigan State that are just walking by, not trying to separate that and be leaders, which is what you have always preached to your kids. Be a leader, be accountable, not just for yourself, but for your teammates. Well, again, you got to have someone to stand up, someone to be a captain, whether it be a leader, whoever on that team that the guys are going to follow. Most guys, it's in some cases, it's the quarterback. In some cases, it's the linebacker. Somebody who's going to be a, an enforcer on that team as well as the coach to say, look, guys, we can't do this. Come on, break it up. Let's go, let's go, let's go now. You know, uh, I think you and I talked about this earlier when we said – you know, you have to coach it, whereas we would tell kids, look, when you step out on that field, your helmet is on and it does not come off your head. And in the, in the instance, you're doing that because without your helmet on, you're, you're subject to get hurt. You're, sub, you're subject to get hurt, hit with another helmet or hit with something coming from the stands, flying from the stands, from rabid fans. You never know. So you keep that helmet on your head at all times. I don't care if it's going up the tunnel into the locker room. You keep that head, lid on your head till you step inside that locker room. In 25 years that you were a high school football coach, did you ever see an instance like this happening with your team or in any scenario where there was a big brawl after a game? Well, we found out uh, through the uh, – we would have coaching clinics throughout the year. And one uh, – there was a scenario there where there was about, uh, I think, a period of about five years where in the city of Detroit they didn't even have night games because of this very type of thing. They basically had to play their football games with bands – and no fans in the stands. And I think that's that's terrible. And I mean, just because you have a few kids, it, the whole I think the whole program suffered in terms of the city of Detroit. And I thought that was sad. They played their games on Saturday mornings. And uh, that was just to me, I could not imagine our kids working as hard as they did. You, you try to preach, uh, you know, fan base. You try to preach, uh, uh, what do they call it, um, uh, where you get kids together in terms of just basically meaning you support your class. And you get them in those stands and get the parents in the stands and watch those kids play Friday Night Lights. That's what it's all about. And if you can't do that because a few kids are just unruly and unsportsmanlike, that's the, one of the things that can happen. What did you always preach to your guys in terms of etiquette after the game and trying to keep a level head? and not doing anything that could have escalated into a situation with like what we saw this past Saturday. 
I, we always taught our kids to point to the scoreboard. If we were ahead on points and someone started something with you on the field, tried to bait you into a, an argument or a fight or whatever, we just tell them turn and point to the scoreboard. Let that do your talking for you. Let your play do the talking for you. We're recording this right now on my cell phone. Technology has changed a lot since you coached in the 80s, the 90s, and the early 2000s. Everybody has a recording device on them with their phone. And had it not been for somebody quickly getting to a video camera either on their phone or something they had handheld, we probably never would have seen this video in the first place. So in that instance, I'm glad that there was video to capture this because back in your day, it probably would have just been hearsay and something like this could have just been swept under the rug. So technology has come a little bit further in that we can identify situations like this when they happen. What advantages do we have now with that? Well, uh, I can tell you one of the things also that I pointed out to our kids, you know, when you're out there on that football field and there's things going on, uh, if you're in the middle of a, of a scrum, you know, so forth and so on, a fight or an argument, you've got 14-inch letters on the back of your jersey, in some cases your na last name. So, I mean, to think that you're not going to be caught, and as you just said, now that we have cameras in everybody's hands, literally everyone's hands. Uh, it's very, very unlikely that you will get away with something that you shouldn't have. I want to talk now about parents because you mentioned it earlier. Parents got involved in this. They don't want to see their kids doing stuff like this because this impacts them too. That's something that parents always look to you for. They want you as a coach to treat their kids as if they're your very own. And when you deal with situations as a coach, when your kids could be involved in something aside from the typical injuries that could happen on the football field, these are physical fights in which guys are throwing punches, swinging objects at one another. They could get seriously hurt. You know, what concerns you most about that as a coach? Well, Duff, I can tell you, and I, again, you can ask any coach you ever speak to. Uh, whether it be high school, uh, junior college, or even the college level, one of the first things they do uh, upon signing a kid to their program is guess who they're going to visit? They're going to visit mom. They're going to visit dad. And I can most assure you one of the first things that's going to come out of a mom's mouth is I want you to basically look out for my son, take care of my son, and make sure he's in the right place. And as a coach, that's what you're going to look them square in the eye and says, ma'am, I'm going to take care of your son. I'm going to treat him just like he's one of my own. So the fact of the matter is, in doing so, you have to live up to that. And I mean, again, you can't assume anything, Duff. You have to make sure that you're talking to these kids constantly in terms of etiquette, how they handle themselves, how they handle themselves, even in a, in a moment of danger. Even at the end of a game, you tell those kids before they walk out of your locker room, look, guys, today is Friday night, tomorrow is Saturday night. I know things go on. I know you're going to inquire things out there in the community. Stop, think for a minute, have fun, but do it safely. And, and make sure that you do that because I'm entrusting you to do that because I've also made a promise to your mom and dad that I'm going to look out for you and take care of you. And most of my kids, again, I bet you every coach in this country, every kid on that squad has your phone number. If something comes up, give me a call.
And in the situation now with Mel Tucker, after he's had all those conversations, he now has to face kids that have been seen on national television acting like this. And now he's got to make some tough decisions. If you're in Mel Tucker's shoes right now, how would you have handled those players for Michigan State that were committing those acts of violence in the tunnel? He had to do what he had to do, and that is you're going to have to suspend kids, as I said. In some cases, depending on how serious they get charged, that could mean if some of those kids are there on scholarships, uh, so forth and so on, they could get their scholarships revoked, and that may not have anything to do with Mel Tucker, you know, in terms or Jim Harbaugh. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that the program, the, the, the deans of the school, so forth and so on, they're going to ultimately make those decisions. So it, you, they've taken it now, like you said, out of the coach's hands and put it in the hands of people who don't look at it as first downs, touchdowns, so forth and so on. They're going to look at it as discipline, disciplinary action, because you've taken action outside of the university or the school that you're representing. For society, it's a no-brainer. Kick them off the team, suspend them. But when you're a coach, this is someone that you brought into your program. This is somebody that you've developed a relationship with. You are basically like an, an extension of their parents to them. You're like a father figure to them. In some cases, football coaches are that young man's dad. What is that situation like when you have to face a kid and tell them that you have to suspend him or kick him off the team because of actions like this? Well, I can tell you most dads will tell you the same thing. In some situations, son, this may hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you, but this is the decision that I have to make and I'm going to stand on it. Now, you would think to do that, you're basically going to prepare that young man for life situations. Hopefully you'll never have to have that conversation again. And, and what I mean by that is twice. That was advice I got from my dad. If I had to tell you something twice, that's it, kid. You know, and, and, and it means sports or anything else. You know, I tell you these things because these are the things you're going to have to take forward in life. You know, in a situation like that, you're going to inquire something like that out in the street or out, out in the, at a party or something. you got to be somebody in that group has to say, come on, Duff, come on, Steve, we're not going to get involved with that. Let's go home, you know. And you got to be able, as my mom used to call it, you have to have a teachable spirit in order to do that. you got to be able to listen to somebody who's in a position to say, look, we're not going to do this. You're important to this team. We need you on this team. Let's not get involved in, in shenanigans. Would you like to hear more lessons from Coach Watkins? Then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. Steve Watkins coached high school football at Pontiac Central for more than 20 years, and some of the lessons that he has learned he has shared with me as a production of my podcast, A Duff Said. If you would like to hear more episodes of A Duff Said, then go to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.